gentlemen, welcome to the Friday Wrap-Up with Greg Campbell, Paul Stevenson, and David Warren. Get the latest of what's going on in Ottawa when it comes to real estate, mortgages, and whatever else they want to talk about. Have a coffee, some laughs, and learn something new each Friday at 10 a.m. Yas, Queen. What's up? Yas. We're back. It's the Friday Wrap-Up. The Friday Wrap-Up, where we talk about real estate, mortgages, Whatever else we want to talk about. I'm Paul Stevenson. I'm here with my trusted colleagues, David Warren and Greg Campbell. How are you guys doing? I love it. I love it. See, okay. that's that's what it needs to be every that's, single time. That's professional. We introduced ourselves. We did. I've been waiting, I've been waiting three months for that intro. It's Stephen Hopkins. Yeah, there, look, I could do the popping thing now because I'm way more confident in the setup. And there's Stephen. Our, our, our wee little producer. Popping in the screen. Popping oh. up. But it's a wee man. But it's a wee man in the corner. Oh, how's the week, Dave? I'm loving that sign behind you. Loud and oh, proud. Oh, you like yeah. that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There you can. I don't know if I, I mean I, full I could I could replace that in my living room, but the kids might wonder what the hell's going on. I think for for mortgages logo in our <laughs> dining room. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mind it. Full time. I don't mind it. It could work everywhere. Yeah, I think I think I need to paint this uh, wall. I think I need to paint this wall behind me. Or do something. I need to have like that crazy pattern. Although people would be like, "No, this is a video. It shouldn't have it too crazy." I think I kind of, I kind of like, I kind of like the look you got. To be honest, you know, I like it. I'm just, I'm gonna do that. You're, you're in the studio. You're in the studio. I've got the, you know, I, I, I'm using. I'm back to the the better camera. I, I know that you can see more of me, but I just like the way yeah. that it looks and it feels better than just you using the warm. camera, the computer. You look warm. Thank you. I feel warm. I'm very warm inside today. <laughs> so, the focus, so guys, I feel like the, fo- uh, your, the focus on your camera. I feel like mine's doing the same thing because of the mic. It's kind of picking up the mic sometimes, and you. So it's kind of like, uh, oh, yeah, like oh shifting yeah, caught that perspectives of it. Mm. Anyways, technically, yeah, anyway. are mild this week. <laughs> They're mild, <laughs> very, very mild. This yeah. is very exciting. So, so great you know, week. Yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. The real estate market is ridiculous mm. again. Mm. And, you know, I love that we have this show to talk about it week by week to give everybody an idea of what's really going on when it comes to real estate and mortgages in Ottawa. Um, (laughs) You know, it's I listed a property, listed a property on Wednesday. Today's Friday. Today is Friday. I listed a property on Wednesday afternoon at 2.30 p.m., 60 showings. 60 showings booked. Uh, it's a condo row home, 310. 60 showings booked. Eight requests for the status certificate, uh, which I pleasantly scanned this morning. We'll talk more about that in a minute and that complete nightmare that condo corps are still not uh, cooperating fully with being digital. And uh, one pre-home inspection booked. So we, we're doing offers on Monday at 5, but I'm just like, I knew it was going to be okay, but this is, it's bananas. 65 showings. Wow. And are you accepting bully offers on this? No, 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 no conveyance. I've I've already been offered four bully offers, turned them all down, mostly from uh, agents that I knew. Guy, come on. (laughs) Really? You won't present it. I'm like, nope. I'm like, if you give it to me, I'm like, the guy's not going to see it. I'll just look at it and be like, thanks for sending it. My seller's not going to look at it. I think no conveyance is the standard right now. Would you agree? Like, I mean, I don't think it's it's too much. It's uh, half and half. It's still half and half. 
but I think it's coming back to more, more to no conveyance as long as there's not enough inventory. You know, like there was nothing on the market. It makes yeah, me wish yeah. that I waited until January to sell my. I heard that. Uh, so a couple got an extra ten G's. A couple um, myths slash rumors that I've heard this week. One property, and Greg, you can probably confirm this. Uh, property between Carlton Place and Smith Falls, listed at uh, three twenty-five, had fifty-four, fifty-two offers on it, which is absurd. And the property that was in Canada, I actually know the address, but 51. can't think of it. One twenty-one Hurst. 121 Hearst. Yeah. Uh, 51 and sold for, I think, almost 200,000 over asking. Was it a 425? Yeah. Made no sense. So I think it's just, like you said, it's just uh, well, people assume that the property values are going to continue to go up in Ottawa, which I have the same assumption. Uh, and people are kind of buying today for what they think their house might be worth in 12 months from now. Like people are almost buying it as, like, based on the future value, knowing that that, that, that uh, mm-hmm. curve is going to keep going. So it's like, yeah, I might be buying it for what a bit more than what it's worth today, but I know it's going to be worth that in a year or two years. So we'll get it now and we'll be sitting pretty in two years. So I think people like have that confidence now, or at least Paul, think that way. Paul and I did a, a first time home buyer webinar last Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday, last Wednesday, I think. last Wednesday, uh, the sixth, there was a hundred, we had a, 110 people register, uh, 80 people on it. Uh, for wow. the entire time, everyone engaged. Like it was supposed to be an hour, it went two hours because there was so many people with questions. Uh, it, and it continued right through. I've literally my week this week has been every half an hour time blocked in my calendar. It's just call after call after call. Like it's this week has just been insane. I thought it was like May or June, like heading into summer market. Like do you? Talk about how ridiculous it's been. It's like, I don't I don't understand where these people are like from it. I can't even imagine what it's going to look like in March. I can't. I'm, I was talking to Anna last night, like, uh, cause I have my, my new VA and I have a lot of listings coming up and I'm working with a lot of buyers. And I was telling her last night, I'm like, this is, I'm glad that all this is happening now because now my checklist is going to be massive and I'm making sure that I am prepared for what's about to come because I don't want to miss, I don't want to be running around going like, Holy shit, I can't handle it. This is too much. Like the overwhelming this of what's about to happen here, I think is crazy. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's go over like in the next three months, my opinion, and this is what I think I kind of said, you know, I think before Christmas, I said that I felt in early January, there'd be a lot of listings coming out. Uh, I still think there's going to be a lot of listings coming. And I think yeah. the the reason for that is people are going to see the sales prices and see that things are going for 150, 200,000 over asking and reconsidering their overall life position. Like, why don't we sell this? We can walk away with, you know, 200,000 more than we thought we were going to. And we can move into earth or Carlton place or wherever we're retired. We're coming to retirement. We're doing it. Like, I think we're going to see a lot more people starting to think of selling because of the prices, uh, which will create, further listings and, and further supply. But, um, but yeah, I mean, every one of those people selling is also going to be buying. So I don't know if that's uh, necessarily going to help either, but I'm just thinking that we're going to see at least a couple more listings, which will get more people into homes. Hopefully it's, it, but it goes, it goes to, you know, every week or, you know, frequently say it of, uh, you know, if you think that the, you know, if you've been waiting because you think prices are going to drop, you know, I think this, you know, first few minutes of conversation is more around, you know, 
market is extremely active. It's still active. You know, lockdown 3.0 is not slowing it down. If you're contemplating and thinking maybe if you're ready now to purchase and you're thinking you're going to wait a year, year and a half, you know, expect, expect prices to be that much higher. Um, you know, it's better to think of it now or start actioning now because prices are not like there's, there's no sign that it's the bottom's falling out. And it's true. There's actually no sign this time around because of the what's going on in Ottawa. Like you can't, it's not like before where the cycles were really predictable. Now it's more like, okay, there's so much growth happening here that it's, it's unpredictable of what's going to happen. You can't like, I mean, I don't, I can't imagine something like Toronto or Vancouver, but that happened in Toronto and Vancouver and no one thought it was going to happen there either. Right. So you're either in or you're out. Like you just have to plan and be prepared for like, you know, maybe the consequences of, of um, having to sell in say five years and the prices drop slightly, but even if they drop slightly, there's not going to be a 20% decrease. But I think people, people, people are buying, people are buying homes now with different, um, not different goals, but different expectations, I think, of what their home is going to be. Now, we talked before about people shouldn't be expecting a 10 or 20% return. But in the past, you you know, you'd buy a house thinking, okay, we need we need a home with three bedrooms and a basement or whatever. You'd have criteria for the home. Uh, and you'd basically just buy that and stay there for 25 years. Now, I feel like, as I said earlier, people are buying homes thinking about, like, people are putting more thought into, okay, where am I buying in a city? How is it going to increase in value? Where is that house going to be in 10 years? Uh, like, people are buying homes at prices that they know it's going to be worth in the future, as opposed to what it's worth today. And I think that is like a key change in the market and the shift. And that, that I mean, that speaks to the seller's market too. Um, there's many factors that go into that, but I just think people are looking at a home and they're saying, okay, it's listed at 425. Well, you know, if we're going to be there for 10 years and it's going to be worth, let's say, you know, six, 700,000 in 10 years, well, let's just pay, you know, 600 for it today. And we'll just sit there for 10 years. Like people are kind of preemptively mm-hmm. paying what they think it might be worth. And that's, that's kind of, I mean, I don't want to say artificially inflating the, the the market, but it it is in a way because if there was more supply, I don't think they'd be going for that price, right? So the houses aren't necessarily worth right. what they're selling for, but people are paying that because they know that it will be worth that in the future. So that's where, you know, people are getting into bidding wars, but paying more than they have to for the simple fact that, you know, I mean, it's like anything. It's just supply and demand. I mean, that's, a, that's just how most, almost all businesses work. I mean, that's how all industry works across the planet, you know? So, and, and you're, you're bang on with the, uh, the expectation and, and planning for down the road. The, the only thing that happens, you know, is you got that family that buys the house. They're going to live there for 10 years and then there's a separation in two years. Right. And then they got to deal with that too. I mean, that's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one of the most common things that I saw in the past in the market where people bought buying their lifelong home. And then a couple of years later, they're like, yeah, we're splitting up. We got to sell. And then I'm like, well, you know, you're not there anymore. Hopefully, like I said, that's not going to happen here again, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an, no, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting market. I mean, kind of time will tell of, uh, as we go on and, and through this year, kind of, you know, how it dictates, but, uh, but there was, um, you know, even the new builds, you know, something that is driving prices, even of new builds though, is, is the cost of materials mm-hmm. builders, builders, you know, that signed contracts two years ago, uh, some of them are underwater on the bill because of uh, material prices have come up so dramatically uh, during COVID because there's not enough, like the supply chain has been impacted on on lumber, on steel, on tradespeople, everything like that. And so there's, you know, uh, 
I have a client that's building, you know, 16 units in, in an outskirt area, but their builder is like up against the wire on, on, on his numbers because they signed it two years ago and they couldn't have right. predicted where like the materials are going to be there or anything like that. So I think you're going to see even the new builds, the pricing on that, they're going to have to premium them even more be, to build in that fluctuation of, of or increase predicted increase in costs. That's uh, a good point. A lot of it is anything that requires manufacturing, like steel, like you said, any, anything that requires people to actually be on the ground making it in a factory, those prices have gone up substantially because those workers aren't in the factory. You know, like a lot of those people are limited hours, minimum hours, cutting cutting wages, trying to just stay afloat. And that, as we said, is having a ripple effect across the whole industry. And even for people doing at-home rentals, like, you know, I, I was talking about earlier, even in August, uh, having trouble finding wood just to finish a fence, you know, like a 10-foot fence. Like, if just mm-hmm. there wasn't enough material mm-hmm. for the average person and the builders, if they're, you know, it just goes all the way down, trickles all the way down the line. I mean, you know, a flooring right now for hardwood floors, you know, $7 a square foot, whereas previously it was three, you know? So, I mean, prices are just mm-hmm. absurd right now if you're doing any sort of construction, renovation, et cetera. I've got a perfect example of this. So I have a client looking to get a commercial space, 5,000 square feet in Canada. Um, and we were quoted two months ago, $9 per square foot, um, you know, pre-operating costs and all that. And uh, we just got word back that that's now $13 a square foot because of that exact reason. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, he's like, hey man, look, I'm really sorry, but this is what it is. And, and that's because they're probably getting fit up, like included in that rent. They're getting so fit up cost, included, but he's like, he, yeah. he's like, we just don't have the, he's like, we can't build this yeah. place. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Like it was nine, mm-hmm. but he's getting, like if it was, if he was doing the fit up himself or the build himself, then it wouldn't, then it'd stay at the nine, but because he's getting it. Well, they're not, they're not doing the full fit up, but what they guarantee yeah. is they guarantee uh, like bathrooms, they guarantee certain things. So like, yeah, I mean, yeah. just the whole process of the whole build, like they haven't even started building this, uh, this plaza yet. Yeah. Well, they're saying because of that, if you're yeah. not buying, they're offering to sell it too. That price just went up. But if you're leasing price per square foot <laughs> up four bucks, man, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, that's you over know? a 40, uh, $9. It's like what? I'm like 40%, 45% increase in, in price. Um, and, and yeah. I mean, even a condo, you know, uh, surface development on at uh, Parkdale. You know, they were building a condo. They've been selling it. Surface had beautiful units they built before. And last year had been a build that they price it. They sold They sold out in like a couple of days. And uh, and they started building. They had to pause because they just, during COVID, the costs of materials just were too high that they right. were going to go, they were going bankrupt. So they actually had to pull, they canceled every purchase. And the project sold. And now it's becoming a... Uh, uh, this, this might speak to uh, this might speak to that project. Remember, right. we talked about it in uh, maybe September, October. The builder out in Navin, uh, Orleans, kind of Blackburn area, that had a bunch of remember they had a bunch of sales, and then they just basically canceled, like voided all those agreements and oh, relisted uh, the homes. Yeah, Ashcroft. Uh, that I'm sure had a huge factor in it. They were maybe ahead of the curve as far as realizing their costs were going up, but uh, you know, yeah. ruined a lot of lives by uh, their choices. Um, but you're great. It's kind of a good segue into the, uh, the commercial space. Yeah. Cause I actually had yeah. a, a chat with a client today who works, who was a government worker, uh, worked in an office downtown. Said so obviously hasn't been there for, you know, eight to nine months now. And he was asking me what I thought was going to happen with the commercial buildings. And I just kind of last thing that yeah, we just talked about this on our show because, you know, I think there's a good opportunity there for them to convert those into 
residences, you know, now talking about materials and such, obviously that's going to be a very big undertaking and a big conversion. Um, but it would be interesting to see if they can use even, even if you took two high rises in downtown and converted them into uh, condo or, or even low income housing or whatever it is. I mean, you'd, you'd be housing thousands of people just with two or three buildings, you know? So well, I, and I that's part of the plan. That's part of the initial plan. Remember that we were talking about like how they're just trying to like, you know, densify the, the core. I mean, that's perfect for that. Like they should be doing that. And that's, and yeah, Paul, like you're saying that that article that I brought up, uh, there's 800,000 square feet now of office space um, available basically for sublease, which is insane. Um, and wh what were they saying here? There's an additional, where did it go? Oh yeah. Steven's got it up there. Um, sorry guys. There's one thing I was just looking for. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's and there's there's 800,000 square feet available for sublease, mostly in the core. And then there's 850,000 square feet of new office space under construction currently. Mm -hmm. 200,000 of that's at Zibby, the mixed-use development, um, just over the bridge in between Ottawa and Ontario. And then the Canaxis, 150,000 square foot headquarters in Canada Business Park. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's exactly right. So, I mean, 800, think about that. 800,000 square feet of space could be converted into condos or something, mm -hmm. something, right? That's a lot, man. How many, do you guys even have any estimate? Like, how can you guess that? Like, what number is that? How many units could that be? I have no uh, clue. Like just that. do 800,000 800, divided by 1250 or okay. something. No, not, the con no, no condos, 1250. 1,000 even. 1,000. Yeah. Let's say let's 800 say 850. Units. 850. <laughs> mm -hmm. so that's that's a lot of units, man. Um, and the interesting so nine, thing is 940 though, units. 940 units. 940 uh, units. That's a lot. So, and and that's at 850 square feet, which is a large condo. Uh, yeah. And you know that would include common space and all that. I would say because um, you're typically going to be around like 700 square feet uh, a unit, right? Or if not even 650. So yeah, call it a thousand a thousand units. The, the, the crazy thing to wrap this up is that after speaking about the whole issue with getting supplies and everything now, the, and apparently the industrial market is gaining steam. Um, you know, the, with the, the arrival of the vaccine to Canada, it's expected there will be a renewed interest in the office market. Like, this is such an interesting thing that's happening in the world right now. Coal is coming back. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and railways. Coal and railways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be amazing. Yeah. You got oh. a job, man. Shovel that. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the, the steam engine. Um, <laughs> I, I think the I think from an office space vacancy standpoint, I don't think we've seen it maximize maximum no. either. Because right now, like the government's still like subsidizing leases and subsidize you know for for businesses, and you still have that so propping it up where some of these businesses I think are getting subsidy for rent and all that. That um that they have, still don't know whether they're going back to their office right. or not. And so those aren't up for lease yet. I do know, I know of a couple of yes. companies that are that are downtown that have 10, 10, few, you know, tens of thousands of square feet that they're not going to be renewing their lease in the next year because of this. And they're moving their office space outside of the core as well. Um, you know, and so I think over the next year is when we're going to start seeing the ripple of like big transit vaccine comes of whether people are going to be going back to their office or if they are going back, there's also, you know, Benjamin Tall, the, the head economist of CIBC talked early on or mid 
2020 about, you know, there's also the, again, this is where there's no crystal ball and who, know, who really knows, but he was saying the, the landscape of offices, you know, it's hard to track productivity. People will get like, like working from home right now, but are, you know, getting tired of their kids, getting tired of their, like, you know, working from home and their dogs all that. And so mm-hmm. they're going to want to go back to the office, but the landscape right. of the office will change and not communal working spaces or maybe not like uh, cubicles that now it's going to go back to like enclosed offices. So all these like 200 million that the government just crazy changing, like all their office space <laughs> to like, to all like, uh, you know, flex workstations where nobody has yeah. dedicated. Now they're going to have to like blow it up and, and uh, add more space because people need to be distanced in case this happens so again or what. Almost. It's almost like they rushed to a solution, you know, but uh, so crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's uh it's wild. And I think people that are starting new businesses, if, if that's even happening anymore um, with the current conditions, but I mean, you're definitely going to be putting serious thought into what's our digital landscape look like. Like, I mean, we're a fairly, we're almost all digital now, but even two years ago, there was banks that weren't accepting e-signatures, you know, and things like that. So, I mean, there's been a massive like fast forward uh, in all industries to go digital, uh, which is kind of like, you know, the, the great reset of, uh, you know, moving on to the technological age. Um, but you know, anyone starting a business and government agencies, like every company, anything that's, that's, that's in the economy is going to be thinking, how can people work remotely? Like there's not going to be as much focus of, we need a physical office. We need a, you know, PO boxes are going to become more popular. You know, um, I think, uh, <laughs> um, but Greg, to your point about design changes and things like that. I mean, we, uh, I, was, I was reading an article I thought w- was kind of fun talking about the, uh, yeah. the design trends that are going to be changing in 2021. And a lot of them are a direct reflection or kind of direct, directly correlated to, to COVID and, and kind of what's happening. So, there's a few few that stood out to me. Um, you can scroll down if you want, Stephen, just at your at your mercy. But uh, white kitchen was uh, was one of the was one of the main ones. Um, a modern farmhouse, uh, open floor plans. I thought that was kind of uh, if you can scroll down to open floor plans or Stephen. I think it's the third one. Yeah. So this is kind of you know that's been all the rage over the last few years, but now they're saying with uh, people working at home and like Dave said, you know, people uh, having their kids being their kids' personal assistants and uh, having to have. Uh, you know, many assistants running around the house, running their own small businesses. You have to have separate rooms. You have to have be able to go on video conferences and not hear other people in the background. And so people are going to start likely compartmentalizing their houses a bit more as opposed to kind of the big open concept, which was all the rage in, in the 2000s, like, you know, really up until this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, fast furniture, I thought was pretty funny because that has been... Uh, that's been something that fast has been furniture. Really fast furniture. So, you know, the Ikea's, the, uh, destructives, okay. so, you know, the things that are oh. lower, now, I don't want to say lower end, but stuff that you buy that's, you know, reasonably priced, but you don't expect to use it for a long time. Well, now people are sitting at home more. They're sitting on that dining room chair 10 hours a day instead of half an hour a day. Uh, and things are becoming a little more, uh, rickety. So I think, uh, things are being used more than their anticipated use is. And I think that will force people to go back more into, the actual real hardwood and like true, like well-built nice materials. Yeah. Nice You're saying just people, pieces, pieces yeah. that they'll have forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Buying quality, not just yeah, like, exactly. exactly. quality, not, not price. Like actually focused on quality for, you know, back to focusing on quality as opposed to just what's the cheapest thing out there. 
Yeah, because a lot of people are doing like flips and, you know, you watch these home decor shows and, and everyone's doing, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, there's shows, you know, uh, what's his name? The guy that did that thrift store. Like, you know, everyone's looking for that hidden gem that they can find for for cheap <laughs> that'll, you know, look good and this and that, which is good. I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad way to go, but I think they're just saying from a design standpoint, people are going to start likely shifting away from kind of those, you know, what they call fast furniture, which is a new term I learned today, um, but uh, to more kind of well-built strong stuff which i think is good it's like mm-hmm. you're gonna get more people like if you get a good carpenter who probably has been out of work for you know like who's most people aren't buying like wood hand woodcrafted items unless you're buying it from a, a retail store and you know you're, you're paying an arm and a leg but you have someone who's a real craftsman who wants to build some stuff i mean i think there's gonna be a lot more not small businesses but entrepreneurs created from covid because people are going to be forced to find ways to make money you know um but it's true it's like the one real piece in our house that we're going to keep forever is the uh, liquor cabinet that Anna's dad made for us, right? Because it's crazy, super yeah. unique. It, it would sell for like fifteen hundred bucks. I have, uh, you know, this this uh, this. It was called a filing cabinet. This wood piece. My grandmother, who passed away last year at one hundred and two, uh, bought that at a auction seventy five years ago. So that piece wow. is probably a hundred years old. <laughs> But uh, I love that stuff. Like it's uh, that place. That thing's never yeah. breaking. I could I could run into it full tilt, and it's just like blaze, right? Yeah. Get back in the back. <laughs> Doesn't care. Um, minimalism. Apparently, that's gone. Uh, so I didn't actually read this section, but let's let's really move over, Kim Kardashian. Um, <laughs> minimalist trend is on its way out, and will give way to a more layered, collected, and eclectic spaces. Actually, Greg, you have a friend that we both know that uh, is excellent with the eclectic spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some cool stuff. I mean, my daughter, uh, my daughter obviously works in a decor store, and she's been telling me too. A lot of a lot of the new designs and looks are based around a um, lot of very like intricate small pieces that kind of create a theme or a story or whatever, right? So you have a bunch of like my house is full of plants right now, so I have a lot of uh, <laughs> I have a plant theme right now. You just made me think of something, man. It'd be it'd be really cool to have a little segment on this show where we have people that we know or that have really crazy homes take us for a little walkthrough, a little tour. You know, someone like Tina, and then my friend Kate Kate in Vancouver. My friend Kate in Vancouver, like her place is like you guys have no idea. It's it's ridiculous. I like, love that style. Thickness yeah. is yeah. absolutely bananas. Her whole, her bathroom is uh, like her two piece bathroom is all um, covered in in Jesus. Like it's all <laughs> Jesus. Like I, I'm talking Jesus like J- Jesus beside Jesus beside Jesus. But so like you walk in, you're just like, oh man. It's it's amazing. I'm I'm gonna get a pick and I'm gonna have it yeah. for the next show. It's actually crazy. if you scroll down, it's a really good washroom in here, Stephen. We were laughing about it before the show. Um, this one here, the terrazzo. Mm. Okay, yeah. was that, it good? That, I think that's a blue. Looks almost like a blue panda washroom right now. You guys had a, a you know a, what? Bit of that style. I'll be honest. I think the tile that they have there is what is in the blue panda office in 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 Hintonburg. That's crazy. That's pretty funny. <laughs> well, it's well, all it's Greg. Yeah, it's on its way out. It's very passe. Very passe. We better uh, we we better remodel. <laughs> very 2020. You're ahead of the curve. <laughs> that toilet, though. Uh, it's cool. That's yeah. too bad. One more in there. That, uh, I think it was just like mid-century. Yeah, mid-century, mid-century modern. modern is going out, eh? Well, you know, 
it, it's funny when they say something like this because it's yeah, like we'll you see. can't. Yeah, like I mean that look. That look has always been pretty cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. You know, and there's it's like what you're, you're talking like real trendsetters it's who are like, oh, Forbes. that's so yeah. you know we're gonna do this now, and it's like you know what, and then this will be back, and then it, it, right now I find that trends are like just a collection of of a lot of stuff, right? It's it's a design uh, firm's preference. marketing plan. Yeah, we don't do yeah. that anymore. That was December. Yeah. Okay, we're January now. And now shop here. Yeah. <laughs> now shop here. We we get affiliate marketing. Yeah. Pricing. Well, yeah. we get a kickback. Basically. We do high century modern now. We don't do mid. <laughs> new new century modern. Yeah. 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 New, yeah. New. We do new this century. This century. New, I, think there should, I think there should be a renaissance revival. Personally, we'll all start walking around. All the men with white makeup and like crazy hats and like knickers. You know, yeah, like like we're viscounts and uh, you know, whatever. So we had a few a uh, few comments. Matt uh, Matt Manner, who's uh, one of our friends, he says uh, our office signed a five year, fifteen million dollar lease with Renos at Binto Place. It was three floors in two thousand eighteen. He said, not much reason for all that space now, um, <laughs> but that's like, I mean, I'm sure that's happening everywhere. You know, that's a huge and people signing those long term leases. Dave and I actually looked at a long-term lease it was about three years and that was i guess a year and a half ago and i mean just thinking if we had been stuck in that office like you know it was a bit a bit higher than what we wanted to pay and this and that and you're kind of like well you know sometimes you make those decisions for your business and you know hindsight is 2020 obviously but you know there's a lot of people that i'm sure got into sticky situations thinking that they're going to be there for five ten years and now the whole i mean there's things that happen obviously in in every business that are you know unpredictable and, and unprecedented but uh this kind of shook everything and when you're talking about every single business in the country being affected uh or at least provincially mm-hmm. it's a big change it's a big change I'm, I'm hopeful for 2021 but i think um you know there's a lot of uh thing that's bothering me right now is just the the societal d- division you know what i mean i think uh yeah the, they've created a very unique uh yeah that's the biggest thing it's like everyone is taking sides and teams and everyone's divided and everyone's secluded and it's just like a, a very uh weird landscape you know so we'll see where things go but uh, i'm hopeful that uh, you know everyone that i see i saw someone make a post and i thought it was pretty accurate that you know amongst all the headlines and clickbait and doom and gloom um every time i walk down the street you know I, i'm still seeing people smiling and uh people opening doors for each other and you, know, you just got to take a look at the, the great things that are happening around us all the time and realize that uh people inherently i think are good but you know you got to just Make make your own decisions and live your life how you think you should, and everyone everything will work out. I think. To go on a small. I've got a good post that I'm going to share <laughs> next week about um, some doctors' opinions on on everything and on the lockdowns. Greg, you can't do that. The negative effects of it. Nobody wants to hear from doctors, Greg. Yeah, well, this is these are the this is the other doctors. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyways, mood boosts. Perfect timing. Mood boosts. They're really good today. I have to say, they were. Okay. Uh, I think my brother heard murmurs of the disappointment from last week. Stepped it up. Good, good. Tabal, Tabal, step up. He doesn't, he doesn't tell me, but I know. I know somewhere he's listening quietly. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So number one, my friend changed when she became a vegetarian. It was like I had never seen her before. I okay. Just like, just clued in. I was I was looking for something different in that. Okay. It was like I had never seen herbivore. <laughs> herbivore. Herbivore. Yeah. A shrinking a shrinking man 
rushed to the doctor's office. Skipping ahead of everyone waiting, he begged, Doctor! Doctor! I need help! I'm shrinking! The doctor replied calmly, Well, then I guess you'll just have to be a little patient. <laughs> uh, last but not least, as I suspected, somebody's been adding soil to my garden. The plot thickens. <laughs> that one I like. I actually, I will, I'd use that one. <clears throat> I'll, I'll say that at the next at the next party I go to in 2023. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say one and a half. You're one and a half. One and a half on three. I'll take it. No. I'll take it. That's a passing score. It's <laughs> a passing score. You oh. get a participation medal. Yeah. So, for anyone tuning in, uh, thank you for listening. You know, obviously, we really appreciate your support. We're, uh, we'll be here every week this whole year for holidays. Uh, but we'll be back next week. And uh, we'll be here talking about uh, real estate, mortgages, whatever else we want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, and please, uh, please like, share, and uh, and comment. We want to get the word out uh, to everybody here. Help us out, party people, and get a mug. That's true. We got. I think we have five mugs left. left. I have. I have five left. So we need to get moving on that. They need to be everywhere in every office, all across the city. I'm even the vacant merch. ones. We've been talking about merch for a while too, but I'm gonna get my own merch. I'm just gonna walk around with TFWU on my shirt everywhere I go, and people be like, TFWU? No, you know what? what? TF- TWFU. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It sounds like a bad word. It's like an acronym for a bad word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, keep it legal. Keep it vertical. I'm Paul Stevenson. Greg Campbell. Greg, Greg, yeah. hold up. Greg, that way. Well, I'm Greg Campbell. <laughs> David Warren. Yeah. We'll see you next week. <laughs> and we are the Friday Wrap Up. Go! Cool. The Friday Wrap Up, brought to you by Blue Panda Realty, ReferralMortgages.com, and Stephen Hopkins' video, No Flash.